Okay, we are live. Welcome to Talk Differently. By the Edible so, Apple. Well, this is the first episode. So, well, first episode, that's a song, never mind. Uh, first episode, here you will see uh, Griffin and I talk about how, how we will do Talk Differently and uh, we will do a few topics, right? Yep, looking forward. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, let's start. Let's start with uh, talking about how we will do talk differently, shall we? Sure. Okay, cool. So, would you like to introduce the, our audience to what we're doing with talk differently? Sure. So, yeah, um, talk differently is instead of just having one person talk where you read one news article, it's a way for us to have multiple perspectives weigh in on a topic. Because traditionally when you read something from the core blog, the website, the Twitter account, you're hearing just one person's perspective usually. Even if we bring in multiple people's perspective, you're hearing it from one author. With T podcasts, you can hear it from more than one author at a time. Yeah. That's the main. That's the main aim of this, to provide different perspectives of opinion on a topic. So, yeah, well, the biggest news for us here is that Talk Differently finally has a first episode. So, yep. uh, yeah, let's talk about who you will see starring on Talk Differently. You will see all the tech writers, uh, all the the edible Apple writers. Uh, that w that might not include Daniel though. It's a shame. He said he he might not be able to come, but he said he'll try. So let's hope he can make it. Uh, Alex we, Alex Moore Briggs will also be on the show at yeah, times. He will he will keep it live. You'll see him most of the time because he's a great guy for, uh, to host a podcast with. Um, who else will we see? Uh. We will see Trapey, uh, Trapey. Uh, uh, every link to everyone's Quora profile in the description. So, uh, will we see Alex Bylansky? Yes, we maybe will. in the future. Maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe in future episodes. Uh, I'll talk to her. You will also see Ryan Yao. Um, well. Yeah, Ryan Yao. Uh, he's the tea designer. He did an entry uh, entry post recently. I encourage you to uh, to read it. So, uh, we this this podcast will debut will air every every week every Sunday, and um, yeah, it'll. We will talk about different topics on the T blog, and uh, and other topics like topics excluding Apple matters, which is nice. Because yeah. there's only so much Apple news at a time. Yeah, true. But the main, well, to be honest, the main reason why we're branching out is branching out is a good idea. You see, uh, when when you when you talk about the tech community in general. There's like two, what, one third of them who are iSheep and the rest are just general tech tech people, right? 
in some fandroid so yeah exactly there's so many people who use android there's like 90% of the market is dominated by android in the you world, probably yeah. know this okay so so we will be branching out into other categories as time goes on exactly so uh yeah um also do you want to see um to, do you want to see non apple news on the the edible apple website comment down below i i was thinking like you know have you, um there's a website called 9 to 5 mac and they've also have like 9 to 5 google and 9 to 5 other stuff mm-hmm. so we could we could do something like that where we have t and then we could have the edible android or <laughs> I mean that's a tentative name but something like that. Yeah. Like we were talking about this a few days ago where there are so many the edible uh, insert name here blogs <laughs> on Quora. Have you like we had a screenshot of that didn't we? Yep, I believe it's the edible technology. <laughs> oh, yeah, a... That's that's just hilarious. The edible technology. That's that's done by one of my classmates believe it or not. Ah. Yeah, that's just that's just downright hilarious. It's like he saw me writing on the edible apple and get some amount of popularity on Quora and now he is trying to do the edible technology. Oh, and great job on 2K. Oh yeah, thanks. Uh yeah, let's start. So, uh-huh. Sorry. So should we start with um the Qualcomm debate? Okay. How Qualcomm is using Apple technology? Okay. Now that we have now that we have a basic uh, idea of what we're going to be doing with this blog, uh, I think we can do a few topics. Let's do that. So, um, yeah, just talking about what kind of topics we will be doing. We will not be doing topics where they have one-sided opinions. Where it's like, um, let's talk about the most recent one. Apple and Red donate uh, $30 million to uh, to HIV in African countries, right? So here's the deal. You say that to anyone, they will just have one opinion. They'll just be happy, right? There's not like, there's no two sides of opinion here. So, well, we can't really talk much about it. And if we do, you'll, you'll probably just change the channel or something, right? So, so we can do different stuff. We can do topics of uh, of diverse opinion, stuff like uh, stuff like the next topic. Apple says Qualcomm uses Apple technology under the die. So, let me just brief you on what what is happening here. So, uh, Apple designs their own processors. No secret, right? So, um, yeah, these processors they use in their i devices, and well, all of us know that Apple isn't the only one who does this. And Apple has competition. Well, Apple is mostly better than the competition, to be honest, but competition indeed. Uh, it, Apple faces co- a competition from the likes of Qualcomm, Samsung, and Kirin. So Qualcomm is is a major mobile tech, uh, chip manufacturer, Qualcomm Snapdragon processors. And while they are inferior to Apple ones mostly, they they still put up a good fight. And most most Android phones use them, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, exactly. And a fast charge, a quick charge technology that's done by Qualcomm first. And Qualcomm has done some innovative stuff in the past. So, and um, what happened? Yeah. And according to, according to Qualcomm, Apple does use six of their patents, like Mukun said, related to our battery life. Exactly. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't believe we keep doing this. Never mind. So Apple is using, uh, it says that Qualcomm is, ah, messed up. Sorry, Apple is, uh, Qualcomm says that Apple is using six of their patents. Um, and well, uh, due to this, Qualcomm is trying to get iPhones banned from getting imported. Isn't that, isn't that just wonderful? It's like, <laughs> Griffin, I hate you. You, you, you did this, uh, you started writing on Apple first on Quora. I started following you. I'm going to try to get you banned. That's what Qualcomm is doing here. Am I right? Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense to me because it's obvious it's a two-way street. They're both Apple. I mean, Apple's using Qualcomm's patents and Qualcomm's using Apple's patents. If they ban Apple from being imported, Apple is going to start the, I mean, the iPhone could decrease, you know, in quality, uh -huh. meaning Qualcomm won't have that same source of ide ideas and originality that it's been having. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so basically, Apple says that Qualcomm uses their technology. So uh, this was basically like, it's um, even in PCs, we have something similar to this. It's called CPU throttling. So let's say you are running, uh, running Excel. Excel is a relatively low powered application. And it doesn't take much CPU power. And on the other hand sometimes you're playing games games stress the cpu out to to, to its maximum degree so while using a game the processor will will need to uh, will need to output the most power and to do this it needs a lot of electricity so naturally it will take more electricity normally processors take the most uh, the same amount of electricity all the time in uh, to, to our knowledge however uh, do apple developed some technology that causes causes the processor to throttle down on uh, on the electricity com consumption when it's not using it's not doing much right so mm -hmm. if if the device is at sleep it'll use a negligible amount of electricity and when you're playing a game it'll 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 higher the amount of electricity it uses so Qualcomm started using this, uh, using this technology in the Snapdragon 800 and 820. Like Snapdragon 800 series, they are, uh, they are Qualcomm's flagship line of processors. And yeah, uh, well, when, when accused of copying, Qualcomm defends itself by saying that Apple uses six of their patents, which are all related <laughs> to battery life. Which is pretty, which is pretty hilarious, and now it's trying to get iPhones banned, banned from being imported. So there is a lot of patent nonsense here. So, uh, and if we if we ignore all that, what do you, what's your take on this? Do you think companies should be allowed to copy, or do you think that 
a company should have its own idea and no one else should copy it. Well, I mean, technology is full of copying. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the original iPhone didn't have copy-paste technology, it, it copied copy-paste from somewhere. I mean, it copied it from the computer. So it's like you, 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 can call it, you can call it copying or not, but everything is copied from something else, improved upon maybe. So when, when you say like Qualcomm's <clears throat> stealing Apple's patent or copying Apple, they are, but it's to promote techno te technological growth in a way. Yeah. Well, my my opinion, my opinion is mostly similar. It's like, let's say, uh, uh, let's say this guy. Let's just go back, go back, re in in a time, like really, a really long time ago. This guy started a language called English. Okay, mm -hmm. English and he started speaking it and he started teaching others to speak english and this uh, and this developed on and eventually everyone copied it and here we are speaking english like i i don't see the the wrong in copying like i can see how uh, how companies get infuriated when things are copied right like i bet yeah. all of us has, have had this had this time you say a joke you tell someone a joke, uh, one of your friends a joke, and they start telling other people the same joke and taking credit over it. Ever happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time to me. So, yeah, I, well, I can see why companies feel cheated, but I don't see why uh, why it should be prohibited. And But it's a, it's a hard yeah. line to draw, and that's kind of what comes in. Because if Samsung started, um, you know, painting over the Apple logo and just wrote Samsung, like, and then selling the iPhone but calling it the Samsung phone, that shouldn't be allowed. But I feel exactly. um, copying technological development in some cases should be allowed. So it's like it's a hard line to draw. And um, typically, they put it on the far side where you can't copy anything. Mm -hmm. Like I think copying is should be allowed to some degree. You see, like mm -hmm. if if no one copied the original iPhone, we wouldn't see we wouldn't see this these great phones come up for really cheap and put put computers in billions of hands, right? Yeah. So I I can yeah that's that's pretty much how we should conclude this, right? What's happening isn't really, isn't really a good idea. It's, mm -hmm. it's just, it shouldn't happen, but I can see why it happens. That's, that's basically my take. Let's, let's change topics. I think we both are slowly go, uh, transitioning to speechless mode. <laughs> so. The security topic. flaw? Oh, the security Maybe. flaw. Yeah, let's talk about the security flaw. Um, hey. Okay. You want to go over? Need to go over. Yeah, you can brief us. Hi. So basically, in macOS High Sierra, there's a security flaw which allows administrative access to anyone w without using a password. It was an it was announced on Twitter, and according to Verge, would allow anyone with physical access to a Mac to gain access to the administrative access. 
um, I, we don't really want to disclose the way to do this because it would um, harm people's Macs, but there the, the, the was a way to briefly f um, fix this, which we have listed on our website. Hmm. And Apple recently has addressed the security flaw. Wow. So that's, that's actually pretty scary, you see. Like computers, they know they know a lot about us. And imagine if one day someone just acts, uh, takes your computer, right, mm -hmm. and like sees all the data on it. It's it's a scary thing that would happen. But I I feel like um in this case, as technology develops, you lose more and more privacy. Even though companies will claim claim you have privacy. You really don't. So um, I'll give the example because I, I was recently reading this thing on Elon Musk's company Neuralink. That yeah, um, if you compare it to the Stone Age, you had full privacy over what was in your head. When the iPhone was unveiled, you started um, putting all this on the internet more and more freely because it was right at your fingertips anywhere you went. So as technology develops, you have less freedom, and this, I mean, in this case, this was a security flaw that shouldn't have happened. But it's you, you can't blame one company. You have to blame technological development. Yeah. And it's just something that comes with it. Yeah. You, you can't expect to have the same level of privacy as technology gets better. Mm -hmm. So, well, I love the way you present uh, presenting that, that, in the Stone Age, nothing nothing goes goes out of your mind unless you unless you try, right? Yeah. And now it's like Google leaks something and there's your privacy gone down the drain. Yeah. Um. Uber leaked, you know, fifty six or fifty seven yeah, exactly. million accounts recently. You know, stuff like that. Uh huh. But and Uber's also making life better, so it just depends on do you want technological development or privacy. Uh -huh. You know, have you noticed this? Uber did this. It was it was like it it floated around for a day, and after that day, nobody t talked of it. It's like, huh. yeah, Uber U Uber did this, didn't it? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I remember that. It's it's actually pretty sad how this takes place. And and they covered it up for more than a year. It actually leaked in 2016, but they covered it up. But the other thing is, like, people don't seem to care as much, it feels like. Yeah. Because, uh, it, I mean, you, every day you hear of a new leak, a new security breach, or, or something, you know. Uh, some Yes, you have something big where you're losing privacy. And people seem to care. The, the news media maybe focuses the day on it. But they, they don't really care in the long term. Uh-huh. I, I get what you're saying. It's like, um, it's like, what what bothers me is that Apple does something wrong. It's it's the talk of the whole world. Something else mm -hmm. does something wrong, and nobody cares. Nobody. It's like uh, here's a classic example. Remember Foxconn, um, yes. Apple's supply chain and stuff. So, uh, I bet all of us has, uh, have heard about the suicides that take place there. Mm -hmm. yep. thousand people come out, uh, come work there at like lower than 
at at really low wages and then mm-hmm. there there are a few people who suicide and it's the talk of the entire world it's like tim cook uh, there's always a news article with tim cook's face in it and yeah. how and how he's disgracing humanity by uh, using such supply chains guess what this happens to every like uh, to all supply chains it's like it's not like it, this is exclusive to apple and stuff the, the media just speaks uh, speaks of it because it's apple's supply chain mm-hmm. that's that's comical so yeah apple i mean i i wish the suicide rates were lower and all but you you can't blame apple for that it's a worldwide problem yeah exactly but you know people love to blame apple because that's mm-hmm. that's the that's what companies do to get clicks and something same thing recently happened it's not apple but um with tesla uh for uh, a former employee called um tesla a hotbed of racism and stuff and stuff like that and, oh, and yeah. everyone focused on it on on tesla's website they released an article basically disproving everything he said and the news media didn't care at all i saw maybe one article on it mm-hmm. so you have maybe 10 articles saying something bad one saying something good i mean one saying the actual truth of what happened and nobody cares about the truth mm-hmm. well that's kind of why i love what we're doing with the website with no ads yeah. and stuff it all looks very elegant and it also prevents us from using clickbait and stuff like let's just let's just use an example let's say let's talk about something like uh your article on black friday black friday on apple.com let me just screen share this can i screen share i probably can oh yeah uh okay screen sharing um okay so here's the deal this is the t website okay and here is griffin's article on black friday at apple okay and here's what he has up here black friday on apple.com this is the title he could have said and apple has crazy deals right now go to apple.com immediately mm-hmm. right and and everyone would have clicked on it but since we have this donate button here we don't and we don't use ads well we don't need to we don't need to do stuff like clickbait and we we wouldn't either right correct we will be we will be releasing ads in the future but we're still staying to the no obtrusive ads no ads that will promote clickbait exactly clickbait is what is ruining tech journalism i also want to point out one more thing i have to look up my core my core answer to, to remember the statistics here we are so recently i looked at um how much how many ads you see on a traditional apple news site so here are four, the four. There's four big websites. I don't. I can't list the names for legal reasons. It'd be con- considering uh, slandering, I believe. But 
one of them had a 44% content, 17% ads, and 39% empty space. So, and then the worst one, the worst website I looked at, only had 37% content, 32% ads, and 34% empty space. Do you really want to go to a website where you see um, with where a third of the screen is ads? Exactly. Like, I remember, I remember reading this somewhere. I know you wrote it, but I don't know where I read it. It's I like the way you research that, but it's it's sad what's happening to journalism as a whole. Uh, yeah. Hey, remember that? Uh huh. Sorry. There you go. Carry on. Okay. okay. Remember that post you uh, you did on the Rock On blog about uh, that article? Tesla uh, Tesla car with autopilot features kills cyclists. Oh, yeah. And then you read the complete article, and then you find out it was it isn't certain if auto, autopilot was on or not, which means it and wasn't. Because if it was on, you would see it on the uh, on the on the blog. Just let me find that article just one second to read the headline. Um, where is it? Uh, sorry, wrong, wrong blog. I love how the Quora topic that represents you is still Simon Trevor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I keep trying to update that, but they don't want to. Okay, so it says cyclist killed by Tesla car with self-driving features. The car that hit the cyclist didn't have self-driving capabilities. It had autopilot capabilities, which isn't self-driving. And then also, as, as Mukun said, it, it, um, it hasn't been shown that it had autopilot on. It just had autopilot capability, but it wasn't turned on. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening with the entire news media. The folk that trying to make something small into a huge issue, and then everyone just bandwagons onto this. And then they make money because they offer a third of the screen being ads. Yeah, it's yeah, it's truly tragic what's happened to tech journalism, and well, I guess the double apple is just a try it, uh, a try it fixing it. That's mm -hmm. a shameless plug. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> let's jump on to the next topic. I'll screen share the topic now. Okay. Should we do Apple delays HomePod twenty eighteen? Uh, I don't know. Should we? I don't think so. That's. Yeah. Let's do the the hey. Uh, you might you may be able to say here hey Siri on iMac Pro. So. Um. Yeah, I brief or you brief? Go ahead. Um, you can do it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Hey, you know, um, I there was this time where I I just saw this topic and I'm like, great, I'm going to I'm going to write on it, and then I and then I uh, I write an entire article. And then I see I see the website, and you've written something on it already. <laughs> it's like yours is probably better. Uh, no, hell no. But still, that's that's how it went. And then like shit, why did I write this? So anyway, uh, 
Apple is putting in uh, an A10, uh, an A10 coprocessor. Was it A10 or was it an A10X? I believe it was A10, because okay. I, I quoted um, Steve Troughton Smith and he said A10. Okay, so A10. Okay, that was an A10 Fusion processor. So uh, anyway, so Apple is putting in uh, uh, an A10 processor in the iMac Pro along with along with any Intel processor you choose. And this will handle Mac, uh, a Mac OS boot and security processors, such as uh, passing fr firmware to the main Xeon processor and managing multimedia copy protection. So uh, other than that, it will, it will also handle Hey Siri stuff? In theory. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think this is a great idea. Like putting mm -hmm. putting a separate computer, uh, putting a processor in a computer that runs twenty four seven, and then you just leave the normal processor as it is. However, as we as we discussed in uh, earlier this podcast, this will this will pose a huge threat to security. People will yeah. start talking. I can already see the article on. Um, well, I, I doubt I can, uh, if I can say the name, but starts with a B, ends with an R, dot com. Okay. And yeah, I can already see an article on that website talking about how Apple is spying on you with the iMac Pro. And you should never buy the iMac Pro because it will spy on you. Well, and, you shouldn't. Yeah, sorry. And the Google Home when it first came out, they actually um, were ac accidentally recording everything you said. <laughs> so that's, that's just sad. It, like you're saying, it's it is a privacy concern in any way you look at it. Yeah. Hey, remember the Xbox One stuff uh, with the Kinect earlier, mm -hmm. in when it yeah. launched, it was like such a topic of debate where. Apple put in uh, put in voice control where I think you can turn it on by saying Xbox on or something like that, and mm -hmm. people started talking about how oh yeah and uh, there was some rumor that uh, like uh, Xbox is listening to you and recording to uh, recording you and how the NSA will have access about uh, on this information. That was a scary mm -hmm. topic. And the NSA can already hear you through your computer speak, your computer microphone. Uh huh. No, Snowden confirmed that several years ago. Uh huh. And I don't see how how pe how people are concerned about this stuff, where the NSA is spying on you and stuff, because it's already it already knows a lot of, about you. Yeah. Right. So um. How do you feel about the NSA? Um, look, um, knowing a lot, knowing everything about you, almost. Um, I I don't really care, because well, I'm in India, but <laughs> <laughs> never mind that. It's like even if if it was spying on me, what will they see? Okay, I have a webcam that that's either unplugged or disabled all the time. Okay, and the microphone mm -hmm. like. Here's the deal. 
there's I've seen people with tape over the microphone, and I can see that they don't want people to be looking as to be spying on them through their microphone. You know what's stupid? They don't take out the microphone. So they just they just uh tape over the webcam, but forget about the microphone. It's like mm -hmm. people shouldn't see you, but people could listen to you. It's like what's what's more what's more scary to you? Someone looking at your face twenty four seven or someone listening to you twenty four seven? Yeah. So, uh, the, answer is, the answer is obvious, right? You, the, mm -hmm. People can either see your your face getting frustrated when you see articles on bi.com. Never mind that. People can see your face or people can t listen to your words, right? And even forget, forget microphones in general. Even if your computer doesn't have a microphone, your computer has a screen. That screen contains... It contains some uh, oh, like, uh, yeah it just is the entirety of your interaction with the computer like you you have credit card numbers on there you have all the websites you've visited you have all your uh, all your email uh, email information your address your phone number you have everything on your screen and now this one person finds a way to see to see your screen right so mm -hmm. I don't I don't get tape over the microphone. I'm sorry, tape over the webcam. But never mind. Let's let's continue with the hey, hey Siri on iMac Pro. We, we Yeah, we went off topic big time there. So A10 Fusion in the iMac Pro running 24/7. I think but, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it could come in the competition with the HomePod. Well, because if the iMac Pro is always on, it's plugged in, it's in the office, I feel like it would be less of people wouldn't have the same reason to buy the HomePod or, or even like the Alexa, you know, or Google Home. Exactly. That's that's the first thing I thought when when I heard about this topic. That, okay, so will this combat the, uh, the HomePod sales? And judging by the type of company Apple is, it probably won't. Apple will probably not put Hey Siri on iMac Pro. They'll probably mm -hmm. do everything other than that, because HomePod needs to sell too. But anyway, yeah. that's uh, what. Do you, what's your opinion on this? Uh, iMac Pro has a secondary computer system in it that's running twenty four seven. What do you think? Well, I mean, the, the iMac Pro is a, a really expensive computer. I mean, I believe it's $5,000 base model, you know? Starts at $5,000. So, so it tries to appeal the, to the pros, but I don't think it really does. It has the same problem as the Mac Pro. It's nice and shiny now and fast, but pros don't want to have to upgrade in four years. I mean, oh, three years. Griffin, you know? Griffin, Griffin. That's, that's the first thing that I thought when I saw the iMac Pro. It's like mm -hmm. I see, I'm watching this keynote. Uh, it was WWDC 2017, if I'm not wrong. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. So, this 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 guy on the stage, he's like, "This is the iMac Pro." And I'm like, "I'm I'm face smashing." It's like, okay, it's it's a pro a professional Mac. Great pros can have power. It's in the form factor of an iMac, so you cannot upgrade anything, other than RAM maybe, which is stupid. 
And even if you can upgrade, what's the maximum amount of cooling potential that that'll have? I saw Apple talk about how they cool their their Vega graphics processor and their powerful Xeon processor, but how do, I don't see them doing very good cooling with it. Like for the past, uh, for with the iMac and the iMac Pro, both of them were the past two. Uh, yeah, they were the past two pro uh, pro Mac computer desktops, and both of them have cooling that that feels like it's it's a manufacturing marvel. It's like if have you seen that? Uh, uh, have you seen how the Mac Pro is cooled? I I might like, maybe a long time ago, but not, not okay. recently. Here's here's how Apple does it. So let me go over to apple.com. Uh, this is screen sharing. I'm not sure if this will get us into legal trouble or anything. Maybe we shouldn't do screen sharing if we're going to be putting this on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, maybe. Or if you, like, or at least um, okay, it's talk on YouTube. through it, too. Well, the, well Apple, Music, uh, Apple iTunes and SoundCloud, both of those are audio only, right? Okay. And YouTube, YouTube shouldn't be able to get us into legal trouble. So we should no. be good. Uh, okay, you're, you're looking at the Hangouts window, right? The what? Uh, go to the Hangouts window. So, anyway, back to the topic. This is the iMac Pro. Sorry, this is the Mac Pro. Okay. And if you look at it, there is this is this is the top. There is an a massive air intake in in there. And if you look at the bottom. Okay, I hate this scrolling. Look at this. <laughs> just scrolling down it and it won't bother to let me okay computing processor okay this is the internal view and well there's the RAM. Not screen graphics wait oh shit am i not screen sharing no oh god you should have told me earlier <laughs> oh god griffin never mind but okay, I'm screen sharing. I'll I'll start over. I'll edit that out, or maybe I won't. I don't know. This is the iMac. Pro, uh, this is the Mac Pro. This is the air intake. Okay. Yeah. And then if we, if this, uh, th that's those are the two graphics cards. I believe they're AMD graphics cards. I'm not sure. Uh, I think they're Radeon graphics cards, but never mind. That's the I/O. These are the RAM sticks. Okay, this is the uh, this is the processor. Okay, so if you see all the all the processing dies are are facing each other. And uh, let's look at the bottom. Okay, thermal core. So that's how it is from inside. This triangle, it's it's hollow, and that's where air goes through. There's a jet of air that goes through the iMac Pro, uh, through the Mac Pro, cooling the uh, the two graphics cards and the processor. So, doesn't that seem like a really ambitious move? Mm -hmm. Like, um, instead of doing that, let's let's look at the average gaming PC. Never mind the average gaming PC, PC in general. Without side panel. Okay, so let's go into images. 
Okay, this one seems okay. Let's look at this one. View image. Okay, so this is the average PC. If you look at this, these are the two graphics cards. This is the processor. The processor is water cooled. Okay, so there is a fan here that intakes air. There's air in the case now. The, the air goes into the graphics cards. That's how the graphics cards are cooled. The processor, this is water cooling. Let me show you air cooling instead. Uh, air cooling is easier to understand. Like all the, like air cooling is really rare in these PCs. And then I'm trying to look for an air cooled PC, but it doesn't happen. Okay. That's, that's an air cooled CPU. That's an air cooler. Okay. So that's how it works. The fans, they intake air and then the individual components have fans on them that, that, cool, uh, that put air on them to cool them. Okay. And then there's Apple doing this really ambitious thing that may or may not work. And it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you take a risk when you don't have to? Anyway, right, but I feel uh, like that's kind of the philosophy Apple wants to have. We um, they value design a lot more than functionality, which is great for the consumer market. I mean, it's worked great for think of the MacBook. I mean, it's it's working good for the MacBook Pro, even though it's not for gaming, the iPhone. Right. But once you start to get into the really deep professional market, like the iMac Pro, functionality takes a huge importance over design. Exactly, in the professional market, people don't care if you have a press, uh, if you have a computer that looks like it's from the future. All people care about is the GTX 1080 Ti under the hood, and mm -hmm. maybe the the Xeon. But uh, hey, do you understand? Do you understand this stuff? Uh, PC stuff. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Okay, I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, let me nerd out. In a workstation, you have a Xeon processor that is supposed, or an i9 or an i7, whatever, that is supposed to give you the most power you'll possibly need at all at the right time. You also have a, a graphics card, depending on the workload, which will give you all the graphics performance you need, and it doesn't it doesn't make you it doesn't feel like a compromise. When this graphics card Wait, never mind that. Um, when software advances, your high-end graphics card becomes a, a really slow graphics card, a graphics card from your past. And now is the time that you need an upgrade because you need to keep up with the soft software advancement. And there's Apple making this pro computer that isn't upgradable. So it's, it's a stupid idea. Don't mm -hmm. buy that iMac Pro, please. Back to the Hey Siri, like you're talking about, it's meant for professionals, priced for professionals, but doesn't actually work for professionals. So you uh -huh. get the, the iMac Pro is going to get a tiny little market share in between professional and consumer because the consumer can't afford it and the professional doesn't want it. Exactly. So you're going to get this, this tiny market share saying, We want the, the iMac Pro. And if the iMac Pro is doing Hey Siri, I don't, from a business standpoint, it seems like this is going to start to conflict with the HomePod because the okay. HomePod is a lot more expensive than the 
Um, I think it's a lot more expensive than the uh, Amazon Echo or the Google Home. So it's also going to try to dominate that market. Sorry, what? Uh-huh. Uh, let me interrupt you here. Okay, Siri, the, what's, what are you going to be use it for on a computer the most? Right? Go ahead, tell me. What would you use Hey Siri for um, the most? On a computer? Um, I on my I I barely ever use Siri on my computer. Uh-huh. Maybe once to find a file or something, or like stuff like text somebody, but somebody. Okay. Yeah, but really. When uh, what do you do on an iMac Pro? Professional work. Professional mm-hmm. work. It's like things like uh, doing uh, doing video editing, photo editing. So, no, not photo editing. You can do photo editing on the crappiest PC, but mm-hmm. um. Well, you would do something that uh, that requires uh, skill. It requires uh, requires some degree of uh, I'm looking for a good word experience, for lack of good word. So you're looking yeah. When you have this experience, you could just type out what you want. You could go to Google, and it's faster than Siri most of the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, you go to Google, search whatever you want okay it is faster than saying hey siri what i type slow if you're if you're someone like alex moore briggs with 80 words per minute which i will never understand how you type you are you are a professional you can you can just search google right yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. The iMac Pro has never made sense to me. Priced for mm. professionals, um, looks like a professional computer, does uh, what professionals need, but is not what professionals should buy. And that's why I, I kind of don't get about the tech media, because I remember when WWDC ended, yeah. and you know you saw 10, 20 articles just on each so version of you know each iOS 11 macOS I see I saw like maybe five I saw a bunch of articles on the HomePod and the iMac Pro and they were they were all praising they were all praising the iMac yeah, exactly. Pro that's that's what I that's what I, I don't get I that saw. and I'm like okay you're the tech media you criticize Apple and, and say that innovation died with Steve Jobs when Apple does something amazing like uh like what amazing stuff does Apple do Okay, I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't have to think about what amazing things Apple does. The right. Apple Watch, you know, the, the first you know what? first article, uh, first article on the edibleapple.com at the moment of this this thing. Apple and Red donate thirty million dollars. You don't say you don't cover that. Okay, you say you say bad things about Apple. You just ignore everything good. Okay, and then the only place. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You can go ahead. I was saying I was looking for Apple news online. No, no tech media was um, presenting that. No, no one published that. The only people that published were Apple. Exactly. So you, you could find some online, but the the two articles saying Apple's dying. Uh, there was one article saying Apple's like too reliant on the iPhone, and one article saying uh, analysts are saying Apple's gonna die. Mm-hmm. So. So, they're not focusing. They're only focusing on a, a very small percent of stuff. Yeah, it's like 
Apple does great things. They don't cover it. Apple has an event. They say good things about the event. They say good things about the terrible product that Apple releases on that event. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Like the tech media is doing everything in their way to to do the exact opposite of what they should be doing. It's like, huh, one plus one. Let's just call it 22 because it can be four. Because if it was four, we would be right. We don't want the right inf- information, do we? Because you can say two plus two equals five. Click here to find out why. Exactly. And I love the way you represented that. Two plus two is equal to five. Click here to see why. And then people you won't click believe there. Number seven. Oh? You won't believe number seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, pe- people will go on like this, doing nonsensical things with the tech media. And I will continue to wonder what they were thinking. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, I guess. Should we call it an end here? I was just about thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so before before we before we say bye, uh, net neutrality. Go ahead, Griffin. <laughs> so um, net, the vote in the U.S. They're voting on net neutrality December fourteenth. Basically, net neutrality is the principle that the ISPs, the internet service providers like Yahoo, Comcast, AT&T, they, they can't block what you, huh? Um, you know what, let's just, let's just call it like this. Your internet at the moment is like your electricity. You, uh, the, you pay a certain amount for a certain amount of electricity. Imagine if your electricity company starts saying, if you want to use your toaster, you will have to pay $20 more. That's what the internet is about to become like. If you have, if you want to go to the edibleapple.com, you may have to pay a few dollars more. Do you want mm-hmm. that? Go vote for go vote for net neutrality. And we may have to pay ISPs to be on the to be on the fast internet, which small startups like the edible apple can't really afford to do at this time. Mm-hmm. We might in the future. We 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 will in the future. But yes, but right now we're just starting up. This is only the beginning. And anyway, so it's sad what's happening to net neutrality. Hope this, hope this ends well, right? It's it's the net has been a great place up till now. It'd be sad to watch it go down. Yeah, true. And to be honest, it'll it'll impact human human development in a bad way and i'm not even being sarcastic by saying that the internet is possibly a human's best tool it has information about everything and imagine if all that gets gets restricted you get restricted from seeing that information anyway vote for net neutrality um so that's the end of talk differently I feel like oh. we should end with knock on. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll let you say that. So, um, knock on from the edible apple team. <laughs> <laughs>